Good afternoon, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. I don't just do this show to change the way you think about money, but to make you change the way you look at money and everything else around you, because it absolutely matters. Today is Monday, July 24th, 2023, and what a great, beautiful, hot day it is. Probably not just here in Southern California, but all across the United States. Well, we're going to start with saying happy birthday to several cryptopian celebrities who have birthdays today we want to say happy birthday to angela smith of little burn georgia happy birthday to jay frazier of new york new york happy birthday to jeremy mason of jackson mississippi happy birthday to d lee of winter garden florida happy birthday to terrence powell of palmdale california and happy birthday to Ilwani Verbano of Mountain View, California. To each and every one of you, I want to say happy birthday. I hope your day is filled with all the love, joy, peace, happiness, and understanding you deserve on this day, your birthday. Ladies and gentlemen, I just tell you, I'm living life on research and observation research and observation and so i've researched for today's show because i had a couple questions posed to me about assets and why assets is so critically important in this particular time and what the difference between a hard asset and a soft asset is a digital asset veil asset and i told you all i would jump into some of these things some days just to do some education But before we get into the macro, before we start looking at the things that are going on on the big picture, I am observing some things here this morning, this afternoon. I just happen to be at a particular park where there are families that are here picking up children, dropping off children because they are in the position to pay $500 a week for a camp that is actually happening at this park. And so I'm just kind of watching people as they go and come as I'm getting ready for the show today and just really taking a look at, of course, the cars that they're pulling up in. And I know those don't doesn't mean a lot. But when the majority of the moms are here at noon and they're picking their children up in trucks in excess of a hundred thousand dollars i've seen several of them uh and just a lot of different things are happening which let me know you know people have some expendable funds along with the fact that they're very well to do if they have four maybe five children i've seen uh with each family as they leave camp for just the morning hour and i realized ladies and gentlemen growing up And right now, today, every conversation that I've had with anybody has been about assets that their family was able to accumulate. 
And so as we talk about assets today and as we gather assets today and in the near future, you have to understand that gathering of assets in the next five to 10 years is going to be the only thing that is going to help us close this wealth gap, because this is something interesting to see. Uh, as you watch these wealthy, well-to-do families, and we're nowhere near Beverly Hills or Bel Air or anywhere that you would think. We're actually in Orange County, but um, it's it's very noticeable the the difference in in funds. And so uh, we're going to talk about assets, ladies and gentlemen. And I am going to continue to say over and over, just like earn your leisure does they have a shirt that i wear all the time that's actually one of my favorite not because it's earn your leisure well i like earn your leisure but because of what it says and it says assets over liabilities you see ladies and gentlemen as our community has traditionally historically been really into liabilities which are things like motorcycles and cars and all sorts of things that are liabilities because they need to be fixed. There's, you know, there's a car note that comes associated with it. The only way a car is not a liability if you're renting it on Toro or doing something of that sort. But that's a whole nother conversation. Liabilities are jewelry that possibly cannot be turned back in for the same value in which you bought it. And there's a secret to that, too. But. Uh, we've got to know that assets is going to be the only way to close the wealth gap. Now, if that's a digital asset, if it's a hard asset, if it's a legacy asset, if it's a veil asset, that is the way we're going to close the wealth gap. So we're going to jump into this conversation when we come forward. This is KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment, in a moment. more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. We're going to go ahead with our quote for the day. And I like this quote a lot. And it is by someone by the name of Norm Franz. And he says, gold is the money of kings. Silver is the money of gentlemen. Barter is the money of peasants. But debt is is the money of slaves again gold is the money of kings silver is the money of gentlemen barter is the money of peasants but debt is the money of slaves and we talked about last week me learning that the name peon or the word peon um where that originated from um, but peonage is a slavery in a different form. And so I just really wholeheartedly agree with this actual uh, quote. And so I can appreciate it. So let's just do this really quick because we had a couple of questions and people can really go and do their research for themselves. But a lot of times when you're trying to understand what's happening and what's changing and what's the best route to go, it's really important that we pay attention to every little nuance as it relates to the new world order, the new things that are happening with the banks and what's happening and just on several different fronts. And I'm going to say this. We've been talking about digital assets and I've, you know, I've stressed in my opinion that Bitcoin is one of the best 
uh, digital assets out there. Now, there's many other, obviously, that you can participate in. And I've been getting a lot of calls about XRP this weekend. And obviously, they're doing their thing right now. They're taking advantage of the great news that has come out. And so the prices at XRP are, are rising. But there's other assets, ladies and gentlemen, you should have in your portfolio because we need to be diversified. And for every asset that I am holding or suggesting that I hold or suggesting to you that I own, I'm really trying to make the case as to why you need to hold what you're holding. In the asset class of digital, I've been saying I'm holding Bitcoin. So I'm talking to you daily about the case as to why Bitcoin, why Bitcoin, Bitcoin ETFs, uh, countries saying Bitcoin is legal tender. All of those things are pleading my case as to why Bitcoin is one of the most important that you hold in the digital asset space. Now, the second pillar of this stool that I like to talk about is the hard assets. And there's a difference between hard assets and soft assets. And so um, some of my soft assets fall under legacy stuff. But I just wanted you all to know the difference because a couple of people asked, you know what, why are hard assets so important, specifically gold? And we'll talk about real estate, too. But let's talk about gold specifically as it relates to the new money and what is actually happening. Now, gold obviously is one of the oldest forms of money out here and gold is recognized all over the world. And so why are we talking about holding this asset now that's so old? And, you you know, when you hear about gold, you think about uh, being in a vault or something of that sort. But gold, ladies and gentlemen, in my opinion, is the very exact same as Bitcoin. Bitcoin is not your private keys or not your wallet. It is not your coin. Gold is the same thing. If it's not in your vault, it is not your gold. Ladies and gentlemen, you can have all the gold that you want and you can be investing in all the gold that you want. But if you are leaving that hard asset in somebody else's vault, it is not your gold. So you have to know this. So as we go into really defining really quickly what a hard asset is and what hard assets are, we'll kind of make the uh, switch over so that you know exactly what I'm talking about and the difference between hard and soft. And as we move forward, uh, I think one of the first things I'll be doing uh, on a, a quick drop in tour in um, Texas because there's some things that we need to, to handle in Texas and then move over to Birmingham. Uh, we're going to make sure, ladies and gentlemen, that our community is set up to take advantage of these assets and what's being made available to us. And tomorrow, I'll kind of go into the numbers on real estate, both real, both uh, residential and commercial, so you all will understand what and why I'm saying what I'm saying as it relates to assets. And so that second pillar is hard assets. Gold is one of them. 
And so what is a hard asset? It refers to a tangible asset, a resource with fundamental value, such as like real estate, gold, silver, oil, natural resources. So people would ask again, why a motorcycle or why a car or something like that would not be an asset is because those are depreciating things. And so uh, not even in a fluctuation state, like there will be a car that, I don't know. The only cars that go up in value are antiques. 1965 Ford Mustang you might be able to buy right now for $35,000, $40,000. But a regular everyday car, because there are so many of them, is just like money. Money is being printed and printed and printed, and it's devaluing its actual uh, existence. And so with cars, you know, a lot remains the same. People just want the newer things and things of that sort. So we don't consider a car an asset. We consider it a liability. That being said, clothes, purses, you know, women go out and buy $2,200 bags, uh, purses and things of that sort. Those are liabilities because you cannot go back to the store and get the same exact value of what you bought it. Value was perceived. You thought it was worth that much and you bought it. But the, the fact of the matter is it probably only cost them about 30 to $50 to have it made. But you bought a name. You bought a label. That is a liability. And so as we look into having assets, is things that you can actually sell to actually um, get the value that's needed or the value that, again, I wouldn't actually say perceived, but the value of the thing that you have invested in. And so when you're investing in anything other than an antique type car or some sort of limited edition or something like that, something that holds its value is very rare. And so um, as we move forward looking at hard assets, we're going to continue to talk about real estate, natural resources. And I'm going to say this because you may not even think about this. Uh, we're in a situation in Louisiana where we've actually sold the the land sold some land but we kept our timber rights we kept our mineral rights and we keep those rights because that's mailbox money now we could have possibly kept the land as well but there's some things going on with that but these types of things like timber and land and minerals and gas they can actually be a hedge against inflation and so precious metals like gold silver and other precious metals are considered safe havens in the investments during times of economic uncertainties. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in times right now of economic uncertainty. So what do you do? Where do you go? How do you buy uh, some of these precious metals? And we're going to start to make sure that people have that information. In fact, if you're interested in finding out where in your area, you can go to one of the mom and pops. And again, not your gold if it's not in your vault or in your position possession and so we need to show you and teach you and really school you on how to have it for yourself and so that being said um we you can send me an, an email at asknajaroberts at gmail.com ask at gmail.com 
and we can really get you in touch with uh, the right individuals in your area to make sure that you can get those assets, those precious metals that you need. But one of the things that was very important or very interesting that I realized is that another hard asset that people really don't talk about is artwork. And you know who really turned me on to artwork and collectibles? That artwork um, and antiques and collectible, collectibles can appreciate in value over the time. And they can also become a hedge against inflation. And so when we talk about art, antiques and things, and that goes back to the cars, antique cars that I was talking about, um, it requires expertise and people to actually identify the valuable pieces and so that's something that you need to go along with that but i was saying who turned me on to art as an actual hard asset is uh mr hill harper he has a beautiful mansion in detroit and he i believe it was the edison's house it was uh edison's house back in back in the day one of those individuals i think it was edison um, but that being said, he's beautifully decorated and he has tons and tons and tons of art because he told me that art was an asset. And a lot of times when we look at art and I may just be a little bit different than everybody else. So I'm always speaking from experience. When I looked at art, I looked at the black art that I bought at the swap meet. Uh, or somebody that has something beautiful on the corner. Like if it was pretty, it was just pretty. I didn't really think that it was really important to just spend all these thousands of dollars on uh, actually having um, art that's just on the wall and being Mona Lisa's and things of that sort. And he's really showed me how the value of hard assets can be held in artwork. And I had no idea. And so some of you may not either or may not have thought about it either, but you have to uh, just understand where value is and, and how people are actually using different things to store up as a hedge against inflation infrastructure now none of us can actually own any of these things but uh infrastructure is stuff like bridges airports and po potential um just bridges roads that are coming down the pipe and i say infrastructure as an asset because as we talk about moving to different countries and bringing things to those countries and becoming dual citizens we have to understand that infrastructure is an asset as well and if we are investing in a region we may need to add a road or a bridge or an airport to uh to add to it but it's not a liability it's actually an asset and so um some of the advantages of having hard assets is number one they're tangible hard assets can be held in your hand they can be seen they can be touched they can be protected they have intrinsic value um the value is not dependent on the market trends or fluctuation they can provide again as a hedge of inflation long-term value i told you all we are playing chess and not checkers so long-term value is really important and should be considered um because they are scheduled to appreciate over time most hard assets are but what are the disadvantages of hard assets high capital requirements so there's a lot of money that's required for a lot of uh hard assets but i'm here to tell you as it relates to to 
real estate we found the hack we have found the hack so if you're interested in getting a hard asset such as real estate and money has been the issue capital requirement has been the issue a down payment or a earnest deposit you can reach out we have found a way to get around that and so that is why we are making sure that folks all across this united states are getting their hard assets in place liquidity um, that's one of the disadvantages of hard assets. If you do get, buy a hard asset such as a house and you come upon a hard time, you may be able to take out a loan. But what if you needed to sell it quickly or something? Uh, you know, that's just a process that you have to go through. And as it relates to things like gold or big amounts of gold, storage and maintenance is one of the uh, artwork may require storage for security and maintenance and it becomes very costly and so really quickly because we want to wrap up before the bottom of hour we are coming up on new sports and traffic but um, a soft asset are intangible things they are forms of of different forms of things that are difficult to actually quantify. They can be things such as intellectual property, brand recognition, customer loyalty, databases, lists of people, uh, reputations. All of those things are soft assets. So uh, intellectual property is stuff like patents and trademarks and copyrights. I call those legacy. Those for me fall under legacy. So when somebody asks me why I don't talk about soft assets, I do, but they fall under the legacy legacy asset leg for me. So ladies and gentlemen, um, customer relationships and things that you have, human capital is actually a soft asset. Human capital is definitely um uh, a soft asset and it's just skills knowledge expertise i'm not talking about slavery at all human capital can uh, really increase productivity and innovation and that's a good thing ladies and gentlemen when we come forward after news sports and traffic we'll continue the conversation this is kbla talk 1580 all right welcome forward welcome forward so, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to actually continue our conversation just again, because I stated at the beginning of the show, we want to ensure that you understand the reason that uh, we are talking about having hard assets. There is so much money or gold being held in the Federal Reserve Supposedly here in the United States and then also in Europe, there's a lot of gold being held, but individuals are understanding that if it's not your gold, your vault, it's not yours. And so a lot of the central bank, a lot of the the countries are now going to the powers that be that have been holding on to their gold and telling them that they want to hold and custody the gold themselves. And this is a big deal, uh, ladies and gentlemen. You have got to know that there are millions and millions of dollars being put into gold in order to make sure that they have an alternative payment in the event that the unforeseen uh, collapse of the dollar actually happens because there's been a lot of talk about it. But 
countries are saying, hey, what can we hold to make sure we're safe, to make sure we're still able to do the things that we need to do and that we're still able to trade and and export and import and all of those things and something that everybody will be able to utilize as money. And gold is the answer. And so, again, if people are holding or buying or countries are buying and holding gold, then why would we go and settle for copper? I'm just asking. So in my opinion, the Doge coins and the and the Pepe, rare Pepe frog and and the some of these other coins that are coming up, they're the copper. They're the pennies. And then you have, you know, you got your silver dollar, the the whole the or, or the gold uh Elizabeth dollar or something. I don't know. But ladies and gentlemen, countries are stacking gold and not only have they been stacking gold and allowing someone else to hold on to it, they're now going to these institutions and saying, Hey, we want to hold on to our own gold. That gives you an indication, ladies and gentlemen, that they're expecting the places that they have trusted for years, for hundreds of years, to undergo or experience some difficulties in which they may hold on to their gold. And so countries are moving their gold. This is something that is not just transpiring uh, within the last couple of days, they've been doing this for a few weeks. They've been requesting gold out of these different institutions. And we've got to first get ourselves in a position where we have the right type of gold that we're actually holding on to that we can hold on to that we don't have to leave in a vault. And I tried to explain to you all a couple of times on, on other shows what coins make it easy denomination wise weight wise that you can actually have in your pocket i don't know a hundred thousand dollars and i don't know if you can carry a whole hundred thousand dollars worth of gold because they're only worth about 2100 a piece and that's the coins so you need 50 of those but i'm they're the size of a quarter so i i don't think that would be a bad thing but uh the krugerrand gold that we've been talking about a lot of people uh, are really sleeping on that because it gives you your actual hard asset in your pocket, in your house, wherever it is you keep them. In. And if you're part of my circle, I give you a little bit of tips of the trade of how you can put this gold or how you can keep it where nobody would even know that you have it, number one, um, unless uh, except for those that are near and dear to you. And you always need to let them know where things are being held or stashed because they may look at something as trash and then find out that they just threw away a million dollars or something. And so those individuals that are around you when we're talking about these different assets, because we're talking about self-custody, there's not going to be a lot of us going to the banks or depending on safe deposit boxes or leaving our belongings anywhere because people have just gotten greedy and they will find a way to hold on and take your very hard earned monies and all the thing, gold, Bitcoin, all of those things. And so we want to make sure that we're storing them property properly. But all of these, um, these, this gold, ladies and gentlemen, is coming back into the hands of those who own it. They want sovereign wealth. And so um, this is a resurgence of gold, really, in my opinion, 
around the world. And so they're taking right now about 1.2 billion of gold in big chunks and they're using it in foreign reserves. And a lot of them, a lot of them, just like in Venezuela, is being held in their central bank. And the, there's, I don't know, another $6 billion that's in gold. They don't know where it is. It's largely unknown. And so countries are looking at this. Big institutions are looking at this. And they're saying, why are we leaving our gold in the hands of somebody that could possibly take it? The same exact thing with cryptocurrency. Why would you leave your Bitcoin or your cryptocurrency in the hands of somebody that could possibly take it or mismanage it? And so... Uh, we got to have a plan for how to self-custody, how to take control of our coin and things of that sort. But we can absolutely do it. We can um, really close this wealth gap in in so many ways if we get this right. If we constantly think we're working towards closing the wealth gap and then we allow somebody else to custody and take control of it and report to us what we have in our accounts, we're in trouble. And so we just need to make a just a change from that. And so as we look at um, the foreign gold market right now, they're moving it out of the Bank of New York and out of the Bank of England and um, from countries from Vietnam to Brazil are demanding their gold be returned to their own vaults because rightly so their fear of the United States and the U- UK seizing it and the price goes up and soars because the dollar actually collapsed. You don't want to be in that situation. You want to ha- hold it. So, um, they want their gold returned because they perceive it will soon be much more valuable. So as we look at the different assets, especially in the hard asset space, and we'll talk about tomorrow, we'll talk about residential real estate and commercial real estate. Cause I did some number crunching and researching over the weekend to really share some things with you all. So you know where our economy is going and how we have a great opportunity to take advantage of some things. So as we look at bricks and all of the things that are happening in and around bricks, uh, and we'll be hearing something from them on August 22nd because they actually have an announcement they're going to be making in Durban, South Africa. And I'm interested in seeing what that looks like. But several countries have already applied for membership. And people don't understand how crazy this is that Saudi Arabia, Iran, Argentina, the UAE, Algeria, Europe, uh, Egypt, Mexico are all asking for membership in BRICS. And we're going to see what happens on August 22nd. When we come forward, we'll continue the conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Now, now let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. Let's get into the market cap for the cryptocurrency space today. Bitcoin is trading at $29,105. And as you know, it has gone under 30 again. We know it fluctuates. We're not worried about the price. We're worried about the technology. Uh, But it's down in the last hour. 0.05% is down in the last 24 hours. 3.37% is down in the last seven days, 2.75%. Ethereum is trading at $1,847. 
is down in the last hour, 0.08%. And the last 24 hours is down 2.35%. And the last seven days is down 2.34%. Then we have XRP. And I'm going to say that again. This is just a limited time we're going to be talking about XRP because I want our community to know I feel it needs to do it's going to do some correcting. But nevertheless, it's at 70 cent. It's down 0.22 percent. It's up 4.87 percent. It's down, excuse me, 4.87 percent in the last 24 hours. And it's down 4.29 percent in the last seven days and ladies and gentlemen as i scroll down there is red pretty much all the way across the board there's very few coins that are doing well uh at this time and again we know cryptocurrencies are going to fluctuate so we know what it is we're not really stressing on that we just want to make sure that everybody's mind is clear as as we used to say leaving the building uh, all minds are clear and we, we're getting out of here, but uh, you need to have all minds clear that Bitcoin and most cryptocurrencies are going to fluctuate as long as you have done your investment based on uh, some good tokenization, some good tokenomics, meaning supply versus demand, technology versus hype, just all of those things, you're going to be okay. And I want everybody to know you are going to be a-okay. In fact, I am ecstatic and will be more ecstatic once the price of Bitcoin, I think it's going to go down one more time before it goes up, or at least I hope so, because I've got some Bitcoin that I need to recoup. And recouping is really important. Uh, just like, oh man, we got to talk about that too, because uh, there were some things going on where uh, we know that they have got to uh, re recoup or restock our oil reserves. That's another conversation and some things that we need to be knowing so we can pay attention to. But again, that's a whole nother show. Just made me think about that because I was reading about our oil reserves and uh, how interesting this is going to be for us financially here in the United States. And, you know, they pass on they pass on those costs to us. So um, we'll get into that. But, ladies and gentlemen, it is just really important that you understand um, that a lot of these cryptocurrencies are going to be volatile. But what I am seeing is that a lot of people's minds in this space are still around the get rich quick. And that's something that I want our community to try to do in just different because right now it's showing that the meme coin economy has grown by 7.59 million. And I would venture to say, because I've talked to several people, I haven't done like a massive study, but just the five to 10 people that I spoke to about why they're participating in, in these meme coins is because they want to be able to get rich quick. They think or feel that getting involved in these cryptocurrencies is going to give them immediate gratification for some of the things that they're buying. And some of them are correct, but 99% of them are wrong and they're going to lose more money than they will gain. But they're willing to take that chance and I am telling each and every one of you 
based on what I see, not what uh, what I am speculating, but based on what we see, the numbers, the real numbers, not the stuff that's coming out to the public. We are going to need to not lose a dime. We're not going to need to spend a dime. We got to keep everything that we have in this proper perspective. And really, we've got to figure out if it's a need or a want or do we need to really be stacking up on these assets? And that requires some sacrifice. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, I just want to say to each and every one of you that as we look over the last 30 days and Dogecoin and Shiba Inu, Shiba Inu still dominate the cryptocurrency space. It really lets me know that people are not dealing with reality. People think things are jokes and they think money is a joke and they think all of these things that are happening are just for fun. Oh, it's just for fun. I'm enjoying myself and I can do this. And, um, you know, this is, this is fun stuff, even though it's, it's, it's a, it's a joke. It's fun and, and it's okay to lose a little bit of money here and there. And I think we are complete the opposite. We don't have time, space or energy to be uh, trying to lose any type of money at this time. So, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we'll continue the conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. I kind of wrestled with whether or not I wanted to bring this article up, but I wanted to Prove a point to some of you uh, that may be toggling the fence, trying to figure out if this thing called Bitcoin is worth you investing in or following in what I'm actually doing. I'm not providing any financial advice. However, think about what you were doing in 2016. What were you doing in 2016? Well, there was this Nevada woman who actually tried to pay a man on the dark web to kill her ex-husband and she paid for it with bitcoin ladies and gentlemen she sent 12 bitcoin to somebody on the dark web which at that time totaled five thousand dollars well that was 2016 well today in 2023 that same exact bitcoin is worth three hundred and sixty thousand dollars so that means somebody was supposed to do a job whether it was a good or a bad job i'm just saying somebody was trying to do a job and they accepted bitcoin for five thousand dollars and then what are we six years later uh we are almost seven years later um, a little bit more than that but we are um, at $360,000. Now that same $5,000 could have been given in cash and it would still be worth $5,000 today. But somebody came up a whole lot. And so that's why a lot of people accept Bitcoin for goods and services. I told you my accountant allows me to pay a discount if I pay in Bitcoin. I don't like to because I know what Bitcoin is going to be worth in the very near future. And so this just gives you an understanding about how um, how Bitcoin works and how it, it fluctuates in price and really historically how well it's been doing. But I'm not telling you to go on the dark web and try to find anybody to do anything nefarious. I'm just sharing with you rather why it is smart for you to accept Bitcoin as opposed to regular money. Because again, it would still be worth $5,000. But somebody skated away with 360000 In this case, nobody skated away because uh, it was a fake site. And I think they turned her into the police. And that 
that $360,000 is actually sitting with the state of Nevada. Um, and she is being sentenced to, I don't know how much time she got. Um, she, she got sentenced to some time, but, uh, 10 years in prison. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank each and every one of you for rocking with me here today on the head of the crypto curve. We are making way for the DL Hughley show and we are continuing to dollar cost average. I know we are. Uh, if you're not, give me a call. 424-317-7373, 424-317-7373, and I can show you or tell you the best place for you to dollar cost average. Well, we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time, and ladies and gentlemen, that means you.